Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Chris Paul and the Suns get game one. But I think one of the other stories, guys, is that Giannis Antetokounmpo played. At this point yesterday, he was listed as doubtful. That was upgraded in the afternoon to questionable. And then he ended up being in the lineup. He played 35 minutes, gave it 20 points and 17 rebounds. Now, again, losing effort. But still, the fact that he was even in the game playing a week after an injury that we, I don't know, I know how I felt as somebody that's been through the ACL a couple of times. When I saw that injury and him go down, I'm like, well, we're not going to see him till next year. And in fact, as we'll listen right now, Giannis felt the same way. My knee felt good. Uh, obviously, you, you, when you go and play a game, you never know what's going to happen. You know, a play the Jay Crowder might happen, or uh, the same play that happened that like, like you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I'm just happy that I'm out there, you know, and I'm able to you know help my teammate in any way possible. I feel good. I don't feel pain. You know, I can run. I can jump. Uh, I can set screens. You know, I can uh, rebound the ball. I can do stuff. So I'm good. I'm happy. I'm happy that I'm out there. Uh, and uh, you know, at the end of the day. I haven't watched the clip, but when the play happened, I thought I'm going to be out for a year, you know. So I'm just happy that two two games later, I'm back. Now, Jay, you were there in person. What we see on TV, I mean, we're watching some of the highlights just showing right now on ESPN News. You know, the chase down block, which was spectacular. A couple mm. of strong moves where he, he just went in and dunked on people. You know, a lot of what you thought, it didn't look like he was favoring anything. What did you see in the arena? He was Giannis. I mean, it was his rhythm off? Slightly, yes, but he seemed fine and ready to go. And I have to tell you both, the more and more I hear Giannis talk and the more I watch his mannerisms and the more I watch him not engage on social media, like I am becoming a bigger and bigger Giannis fan. Does he have limitations to his game to a degree with some aspects? Yes, he does. Uh, Will people always compare him to, is he a closer? Is he my MVP? He's not my MVP. I hear all that. But, damn, this dude just keeps coming. Mm-hmm. Like, he keeps coming at you. And even that, there was a little moment they caught on video on ESPN.com of him and P.J. Tucker the other day where he was like, yo, the, you know, let people say whatever they want about my free throws. The only way is up from here. Like, if that's your mindset about how you approach, and if you're able to come back off an injury that, honestly, I, he, I, in my opinion, I was like, yo, he's done for the season. Mm-hmm. Like, he's done. Right. Now, you ain't, your knee hyperextends backwards like that. You ain't coming back. And maybe if you do come back, you come back for, like, what, game four, game five? This dude was back game one. <laughs> like, that speaks volumes about the character of who he is and also the fact that he's putting on for his city. Like, he really rocks with Milwaukee like that. And I love that, man. I love that. Well, I'm sorry. If you're getting the Supermax, I would You hope. better be. I would hope. But <laughs> yeah, Monica, but, you, but, but, but uh, you get the Supermax and be like, you know what? My knee ain't right. Yeah, no, you're. I, like, you my know knee what? ain't right. Like, I, I, I get it. I, I yeah, I, I get that part. I, I guess you're right. But of course, as anybody else would say, is like, yeah, you better rock for your city. You better play, even if you're not 100. percent But Monica, will it? Will it matter? Will it matter that he's in the lineup? He's playing, but in this series, will it matter? Well, I do expect the Milwaukee Bucks to make some adjustments. And even though Giannis had the numbers, I thought by the second half, the Adrenaline had worn off just a little bit. I, when he got called for goaltending in the first half, I was like, oh, yeah, that knee's not an issue at all, right? But by the end of the game, it felt, and maybe this is more credit due to Phoenix than it is Giannis's fault, but it felt almost like empty stats down the stretch because okay. Phoenix was just that dominant. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it matters. There's no way that it doesn't matter. And now, is it going to matter 
It definitely matters positively, but I think now the task is on the Bucks to figure out how to work around Giannis in the playoffs versus an astute defensive unit in the Phoenix Suns. Because I don't know if you can continue to have Drew Holiday not show up. Right, like they have four guys that average double digits. Everybody hit their marks yesterday, but it was still that empty. I don't think that this performance by the Phoenix Suns was a fluke at all. They were. Uh, that's that's the team we we've we've known them uh, to become. The way they played, yeah, yeah. that's the well, team also, we expected them to be. Also, on the pace of the game last night, like being on the court was crazy. It was yeah. so fast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even CP3 said at the end of the game, he's like, sometimes I'm the old man yeah, on the block where I want to slow down. And, like, you know, Mikel <laughs> and Jay Crowder told me, no, we keep running. So, look, when I don't care what anybody says, you miss, you know, five or six days. I miss a day of touching the ball. My rhythm feels a little bit a little bit funky the next day. It takes me a minute. So, if you're Giannis and you're missing several days and you're trying to come back off this energy and you come back to that where the pace is so fast like you're going to get winded. And I'm also going to say this on my second point. It's. I really think the Bucks missed that window when they could have got Nate McMillan. Mm. I, I I just I wonder how those adjustments would have been made with Nate as opposed to Coach Bud. Now Coach Bud may win a championship. I hope they do. But you hear people in Milwaukee talking about okay, even if they do win a championship this year, is he is he the coach of the future? for this team. Mm. And when you're starting to question a lot of those adjustments and a lot of those matchups, like those are questions that you start wondering about Milwaukee for the next couple of years. When you have this core together is coach bud, the person to lead them. That's a legit question. Camaraderie. I mean, you, your superstar is, is that Giannis's guy? Like if they get it done, it's true. This season, it's got to start there too. Right. If, is, if that's Giannis's Giannis guy, did, Jay, Giannis like, took up for, for Jason Kidd. And, that that, didn't go and anywhere. that's true, that's all but they weren't necessarily successful. If they're able to get it done. And even if they don't, uh, he was, a, just I'm sorry, Jay, they, if they win a championship, He's not he's, going. He's anywhere. good. You don't think? I, mm. How do you fire a coach after winning a championship? Well, the, well, Washington Capitals did it, but I'm not going to start. I'm not going to start with that. Well, but the I, Capitals that was already that was pre-planned when the Capitals moved true. on from Barry Trotz. I do, but to um, Jay, to your point about pace, because Coach Carlissimo and I were talking about this yesterday um, in the post-game show on ESPN Radio. So fun to join the broadcast. We often talk about Phoenix in transition, but they were 12th in the league in terms of transition of basketball, mm-hmm. getting up and down the floor. The Milwaukee Bucks were actually fourth. And so, to me, again, I say this at every level of basketball. I don't care if you got LeBron, KD, the entire team is stacked. It is a tough day at the office to set up in your half-court set and and wear out the shot clock. If you can get up and down the floor and get some easy baskets, you got to cash in. When you look at points in the paint last night for the Bucs, they were 50% compared to the 65% in terms of points in the paint baskets that the Phoenix Suns were. So there are things that they can do offensively, to me, even if they continue to struggle with guarding that pick and roll. Offensively, they could be better. Now, Jay, I I was was having fun with Monica on this, but I actually didn't quite disagree. Earlier in the show, she did say Giannis' arrival – did not help the Bucks because of what it did to Drew Holiday. The Drew Holiday. <laughs> now, right. now, now, I. I a, it was a little bit of a reaction. Now, the reality of the hot take is that Monica said the Bucks are better off without Giannis. Say, you know, <laughs> hot again, take. No, react to that as you will. Down? I can't say that. But, but no, but, but in reality, but truthfully though, the point is, Drew Holiday was such an impactful player for two games, and we played that audio of him going into the finals, where he talked about how we can play faster, we can play more downhill, there's mm-hmm. things we can do, the middle of, of the paint is uh, open, and a guy like him can attack more, where he kind of became again, you know, like a, a passenger mm-hmm. with Giannis mm-hmm. back on the court. And you wonder, do they have to figure that out? 
Well, obviously, I mean, he he only well, he was four of fourteen mm-hmm. for ten points last night. But it was, and Monica, you know, Alan, you know, too, as a hooper, it's um, you know when you when you don't get those easy touches mm-hmm. in transition, and you or you don't go to the free throw line and see the ball go in, it, it just it feels like their offense becomes stagnant. Where stand around and watch Giannis drive, or watch Giannis settle for a three. And all that continuity that they had in those last two games where Giannis wasn't on the court, it wasn't like, hey, this is who we are, and now we're going to implement Giannis back into this new version of who we are. It's like they reverted back to let's play the way we played when Giannis was the the guy and everything centered around Giannis instead of Giannis. Like, yo, like people have evolved right now, and you have to fit into this new version how we evolve. But once again, I, I that comes back to coaching. That comes back to your coach saying, hey, look, we are hooping this way. Drew is getting the best out of Drew. Now, granted, it's one game. I'm not going to blow things out of proportion in one game. But there, there is a, there's a history here of where you're, you're seeing those, once again, I keep saying it, the word adjustments are going to keep coming out of my mouth, Monica, mm-hmm. because you, you want to see, see a guy like Giannis be infused into this new version of what this Milwaukee's team is. And how they defend the pick and roll, obviously, is going to be a story going into game two, no doubt about it. Somebody that knows a lot about the pick and roll, in fact, somebody that I would argue might have been on one of the most devastating, part of one of the most devastating pick and roll tandems in NBA history, is Amari Stoudemire, who, of course, they did that with the Phoenix Suns a bunch of years ago. And he joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Amari, now an assistant coach with the Brooklyn Nets, joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Amari, good morning. When you see good what, morning, good morning. What's going on, guys? What's up, Stat? What's happening, Jay? Let me ask you this, Amari. Seeing the Suns in the finals, just first and foremost, because that's where your career began, and you guys came oh so close a couple of times back then, you, Steve Nash, and company with Mike D'Antoni. Just seeing them in the finals, what's it mean to you? It feels amazing, bro, honestly. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's great to see, uh, you know, the, the connection I have with the players and the organization there. Um, has always been, been uh, you know, a lot of love on my side. And I think to see those guys in the playoffs and in the finals playing well is, is exciting for me to watch. Stat, I, 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 when, you, when you watch DeAndre Ayton, obviously, you know, you are one of the best that the game has seen in that kind of fluid forward position and being able to kind of go outside in with that versatility that you have with that skill set, which is off the charts. Who does DeAndre Ayton remind you of? That's a good question, man. He, he he's he's uh, a bit of a different player than I was, uh, uh, you know. But he he's, he's definitely a, a versatile five man, um, and you know he kind of reminds me of kind of a a taller version of a uh, of kind of a Antonio McDice, maybe not mm-hmm. as explosive, That's a good one, but a guy who can shoot the face up jumper. Uh, he has a back to the basket game, uh, but obviously Aiden is more. You know, he's seven foot. He's he's a, he's a heck of a rebounder. Uh, which I think gives him the edge over a lot of bigs. But, yeah, he, he, he's one of those guys who's versatile and can do a lot on the court. When you are watching them now from a, from a coaching perspective, you now with the Nets and you and, and Steve obviously reunited uh, in Brooklyn, when you watch them from that coaching perspective, how difficult is that pick and roll to defend and what should the Bucks do? You know what? The pick and roll, man, is, is probably the most rant, um, you know, style of play in today's game. And it's hard to guard because it always creates a, a mismatch, right? It creates a it creates a two on one situation, and then allows you to somewhat pick the defense apart, depending on where guys are helping from. 
and there's no way to really guard that, you know, perfectly. There's, you know, if you run a pick and roll a hundred times a game, you may, you may be successful 50 times, you know, which the other 50 times you're not successful. So it's, as, as, as a major markup on how you can, you know, somewhat be successful running pick and roll, and that's why that is a quintessential piece to, to today's basketball. Obviously, Amari, when you were there, you guys had that building rocking, and so much of what is unique about the Phoenix Sun squad being there now has to do with the addition of Chris Paul. And we, because this is what we do, can't have this conversation without talking about what winning in this finals might mean for Chris Paul's legacy. Where do you see it, or how do you see it going down? I mean, to me, Chris Paul is is a first ballot Hall guy, you know, and, and I think if he wins this, it's going to solidify his, you know, his his credibility and his legacy even more. Um, this is this is big for him and his family. Um, but even reaching the finals right now with this team, and you know, this is unexpected. No one, I mean, I know I didn't have the Suns in the finals to start the season out. Um, I knew there would be a good team and going a good run. But for Chris Paul, if he wins this uh, NBA Finals and get a championship. That's going to put him up there as one of the greatest point guards of all time. Amari, uh, and you can only play the teams in front of you, and it's nothing to knock on on the Bucks because they are in the World Championship. But you know what? What is the sentiment around around Brooklyn, considering the team was so close? I mean, it was um, you know Kevin Durant shoe size away from actually being in the Eastern Conference Finals and then potentially being in the in the NBA Finals. Yeah, you know, we're, we're close. We're right there. I mean, guys guys are going to lock in this summer. You know, uh, Kev is already, you know, for the, playing for the Olympics, James, James as well. And so we, we're going to we're gonna take this summer very seriously. The guys are going to come back in, in amazing shape. And we'll have a run, run for it next year. But I think the guys, the teams that are in the finals now are well-deserving. They, they both had remarkable years. Uh, they both fought through adversity and injuries throughout the season. And to see both of those teams, Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns in the finals, uh, it's good to see fresh faces and a new team in the finals. And, it's, you know, for me, it's just very exciting that my former team, the Phoenix Suns, are there. Amari Stoudemire, he's now a Nets assistant coach joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Amari, you're a guy that throughout your career you've had to deal, you've had to manage a knee injury, you've played through it, you were able to transform your game uh, with it. When you see the injury that Giannis suffered in the conference finals and then a week later he's playing in game one, from your perspective, your history with it, and what you've had to deal with, how surprised were you that he was able to play in game one and then put up 20 and 17 while doing it? Yeah, man, you got to be a soldier, bro. You can't, you can't just step on the court and, and, and not, you know, give, your, give yourself a 100% chance to be successful. You know, whenever you suffer injuries, man, that happens as part of the game. But, you know, the ones who don't make the excuses and the ones who put in the work to get themselves back on the court are the ones who succeed. And I think uh, Giannis with the injury suffered uh, last round, and for him to be out there in the court and being productive uh, says a lot about his character and him as a player. Now, you know, Amari's – you could share this too, Amari, but, but the, one of the things that was remarkable about your recovery, and Giannis said, like, it was 24-7 just going through whatever I had to go through rehab-wise, and that sounds dramatic. Like, all right, nobody's really doing it 24-7. But you would spend hours, right, in a room, like in a, in a dark room. You had to lay – uh, on your stomach while you were recovering from the microfracture, right? Well, that was that was when I had an eye injury. When I had an oh, eye the eye injury, right? There was the eye injury. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I had to lay, I had to lay face down for twenty two hours a day, bro, for ten days. It was, it was, it was, it was a tough deal. Think about that. I mean, think about what you have to do Crazy. to recover from something, right? It's absolutely amazing. Right, okay. right. It goes to show you, man. Like you, you, you do whatever you can to to persevere to get back to the top of your game, and that's what Giannis is doing.
All right, so speaking of injuries, Amari, I need to get your thoughts on this idea that this season and this champion will be blemished because of the record high 10 All-Stars who were injured over the course of the playoffs. I'm of the camp that injuries, are unfortunately, are just part of the game. Where are you? It's a part of the game. It's a quick turnaround, too, because, you know, last year the guys went, you know, in the playoffs. The playoffs ran a little late because of COVID, and we started um, fairly early. Um and then we went long longer this year. So a lot of guys' bodies wasn't really able to take on the duration of the season, which I understand. But, you know, it is what it is. And every every year there's always going to be injuries and situations that occur. Um, and, the, and the teams that make it to the top, you know, you know, are the ones who deserve to be there. And so out of respect to the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks, those teams are the, the two top teams right now in the NBA, according to uh, the NBA Finals. Stat, I got to ask you this question, man. <laughs> you know it's coming, Stat. You, you know this is coming. It is synonymous with you. you uh, yep. I was standing next to you when you said the Knicks are back. I, was li- I still have the picture, one of my favorite pictures of when I was covering uh, as a beat writer. But obviously you're with the Nets now and, and championship aspirations and everything there for that group. But is there a part of you that, you know, saw what the Knicks oh, did this year this and just maybe smiled a little bit? Like maybe just was like, I, I remember how that felt. Yeah, that's pretty good to see. Even a little bit? Yeah, 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 for sure. I was excited for the Knicks, man. I'm excited for them and the an organization and team and what and what they're doing. You know, I think I think with Thibodeau, uh, he's doing a great job with those young players. And then with, with the front office moves they're making over there, I think they're on a the, on the, on the positive rise, um, even though I'm working for the Brooklyn Nets. Jay, did you think that was the question that was coming? Uh, no, Monica, we're in the same Me team. neither. Okay, I don't find checking. a way to bring everything back to the <laughs> What was, to the I, gonna, what was I, I going to ask? <laughs> what do you mean? I thought you were going to ask that if he still <laughs> takes wine back. Duh. Bets. Yeah. That's what we thought we were Oh, going. I've already asked him that. And Scott, when did that start? <laughs> by the way, Scott. The wine Amari, by the way, I'm looking at a picture of me, you, Dewan Wagner, Marco Yari, Drew Gooden, oh, and yeah. Booze on the cover of Slam Magazine 2002. Wow. Leaders of the new right. school, man. Is that when you started the wine back? <laughs> Come on. You started your rookie year stat. Hey, I, I wish, man. I wish I would have known about the wine bags back then. <laughs> have you gotten any of your players to give it a whirl, Amari? Any of your any of your Nets players? Anybody taking wine baths? You passed it on? I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't know if they're I don't know if they're really with with the romantic vibe. I mean, I like I like the romantic vibe, you know. So I you know, I'm not sure if the other guys are with that or not. <laughs> People think we're joking. It's a real thing. It's a, it's a legit. No, it's you, a real thing, bro. It's 100%. Can you remind us, though, what, like, what are the health benefits or what are the benefits of the wine bath again? I know you've told the story before, but what is it? No, I mean, listen, man, you can activate your red blood cells with the, uh, you know, with the red wine that's inside the bath. It's actually about, it's actually 50-50 red wine and also water. Um, and you can just relax and relax your muscles, man. It kind of gives yourself another way of, like, recovering and that's what i was doing when i played with the knicks i used that as a recovery method we got to take this to the next level and we need wine somehow involved in the cryo tank cryo tank wine phenomenon i like it i like it i like it it. stoudemire wines now is it room temperature wine stoudemire wine cryo if it's the cryo tank it's cold yes like we're we're, are we chilling the wine? Is it room temperature? Like, how are we doing this? Like, is it? I meant red wine. infuse the cryo tank. Well, wine, you're going so cryo tank. Yeah, that's a completely yeah, different. There you go. Right. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You've already got Amari on his next brand. Like, you can hear him already. The wheels Listen, are turning. He's already my, kicking. My other around. question for Amari, because the last time we did an interview with you, you were from calling in from some beautiful resort beachside in Israel. Yes. Are you stateside right now? Where are you? Yeah, I'm stateside. I'm, okay. right, I'm right. I'm right. Across, I'm right across. I'm right here in Dumbo, in New York. Got it. Got it, got it, oh, got he's, it. Oh, he's literally, like, he could have walked Close, here. yeah, she should come in. Yeah. 
But you still own a team? Right you still here. have ownership in a team there, right, in Israel? Yeah, yeah, I still own a Jerusalem team. Nice. Hey, Amar, I, I want to ask you one last question about these NBA Finals. Um, and yeah. I'm, I'm just very curious because the way you studied the game, you've always had a unique perspective on it. How would you describe Devin Booker's game? Because it's really – it's one of the most unique games – I've seen with his ability to dance with the rock like that. Yeah, 100%, bro. One, one thing I like about Devin Booker is, and I think this is a key to a longevity career, is that when, when a player plays on balance, you know, that's when you know he's a skilled, fundamental, sound player. You know, um, you know, Kobe had it, Mike had it, Devin has it, where everything, if you notice, he gets his shoulder square, he's landing on both feet unless he's fading, his moves are very precise and fundamentally sound. Um, his jump shot is pure. You know, he, he shoots straight up, straight down. I mean, all these fundamental things that a basketball guy knows when he sees it, Devin Booker has that. And he has that poise that most players don't accomplish until, you know, later on within their career on when the game slows down for them. But he seems to have that, like, fresh out of college right into the NBA. He's always been poised. And uh, and always been fundamentally sound. That's a fun, that's a fascinating breakdown of his game, just basing it on how he gets himself square and that ability to have that body control, which is rare. And a lot of the greats that uh, play this game have that. One of my favorite people to cover in my history as a sports writer, Amari Stoudemire. Stat, always great to catch up with, man. Even though you're a Brooklyn Net, we thank you, brother. You. Thank you so Good much. Good luck with everything, Stat. Amari Stoudemire. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Now a Nets assistant coach. I won't hold it against him. He joined us on. <laughs> The Goodyear Hotline. Staying with the NBA, coming up, some fascinating, very interesting comments from the commissioner yesterday as he made his address to the media. Adam Silver, you need to hear it. And that is coming up next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Let's take Stump in New York real quick. Stump. This is one of the best shows in the history of um, television. Thank you. So, you know, you got KJZ. Y'all hear that out there, bosses? This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Got to let this roll. Molly Mall. Exactly. It's like a, J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. I feel like this is just like summertime with the ear pods in, walking in New York City. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Just the letting it, let it beat. The playlist today, Jay, coming out of breaks is all the summertime cookout. Are you cookout or barbecue? Which one is it? Which one do you, what do you call We're it, from Jay? the Northeast. It's a barbecue. It's a cookout. Cookout. Am I from the Northeast? It's a barbecue. It's a cookout. It's not a barbecue. 
Jay, you're from the Northeast. It's a bar. It's a cookout. It's a cookout in the South. Come on, Jay. I guess I'm technically below the Mason Dixon. It's a cookout when you're from the South. This is so cultural. It's not a cultural thing. No, no, no. It's regional. It's regional. No, I've never, I've never, I got to be honest. With the friends I was raised with, I've never had the homies be like, yo, come over to the barbecue. Yeah, we don't It's always barbecue. like, yo, let's play some spades at the cookout. Yeah. Yates said cookout. Yates is Philly. Yeah, it's cookout all day, every day. There's no mm. such thing as a barbecue. What do you mean there's no such he thing? He said barbecue. What do you, what, what do you, you what barbecue do you cook at the cookout? On. Right, that's yeah, what I okay. said. You got barbecue at the cookout. All right, all right, fine. All right, I guess I'm wrong again. <laughs> You, are you mad? I just know. I just yeah, know. What, what kind of games you play at the barbecue, Alan? I don't play any damn games. Cornhole. You, 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 no, you don't play no, any games at the barbecue? No, no I'm not that guy. Cornhole. What guy? That's what I'm trying to say. What do you guys we do as entertainment at the barbecue? You just play some music, you hang out. Like, that's what you do. See, come on. We, we playing Tunk. Play, we play, well, playing Big Whisk. I don't need to no, play games. We spades. You need we to talk. know this stuff, Alan. I need to know this stuff? What am I, a kid? I'm learning now? Well, you're always learning. We're always getting the grill going. We got music going. Some like again, that's summer music. We're playing summer okay. music all day, which has been great all morning. I love it, but I the, mean, that's all we do. I don't need to have a game to entertain myself. Why? why? It's maybe not we'll, like Monopoly. It's I mean, like maybe we'll social games. Maybe we'll play. Although I'm a huge fan of like heads up and like all those kind of games where you got to act it out. Like my family. well, I got kids, so yeah, okay, we have to play. Games no, but I, we kids. don't have little kids. We got like adult adult family. Nobody has really has little kids yet. But I love those kind of games. I would play a bootleg version with my family. Bring out the note cards, write family members' names on it, and then you have to act like the family member at Christmas time. <laughs> oh, it is a riot. You see, Monica, I, I love that because you got the nuclear family. Let me tell you, my, my family was like, you know what? You kids, y'all just go go run around right. in the neighborhood. Yeah, we we playing spades right now. I ain't got time. Send you, you away. Know, my dad having a cigarette, and it's, it's, it's how it is. <laughs> that's an image. That's a. I, I just thought of an image. That, that's that's, a, that's definitely go, an image. Go boy, go uh, go climb a tree, yeah, boy. Right. Go do Literally. something. Go play in the creek. Exactly. That's how my parents talk. Play in the exactly. creek. What? You, what? Finn now? You're down in, in Mississippi. Go play in the creek. No, I played in the creek. Throw rocks in the creek. You know, finding bodies in the creek. Oh wow. things. Oh wait. The it's like ground. the games you play when you're a kid. Yeah, he just, That's hilarious. The middle finding ground, bodies. I, I heard that. We're, we're gonna move past that. Y'all yeah. see well, a the dead middle body? ground between <laughs> the barbecue and the cookout. This is the solution. You what? can say, "Yo, come over. We're throwing food on a grill." Like that's the middle ground to me. Between yeah. cookout and barbecue. I guess. I mean, I, I don't. Would I, you say that though? I don't say, "Hey, we're having a barbecue." Like, no, but I don't would you say, say it like that? You're just coming over. Right. Put some stuff on the grill. Yeah. So you would say that. That's what I'm saying. That's the middle ground. Because I wouldn't say I'm having a barbecue. But here's the difference, though, Monica. I thought cookout like, was Alan, the, when, the let me tell you, thing. Did you have that? Did you have that one uncle that just had the Bluetooth on and had the the, the Bluetooth in the ear, but no calls were going on? <laughs> the shades, it's blinking. It had the drink in the red cup and the, the pants that just were awkward. Like, did you have one of those uncles I, that I, always was in control of the cookout, I the, do the grill? Have, I do have an uncle. He doesn't drink. Thank you, but Monica. I do have the uncle that is like. But when my uncle throw down, when he called and say he got food in the grill and crabs, oh, I'm get not, out of the way, me. everybody, get out of the, the way. The rest of my day is canceled. Oh, I'm, I'll All see day later. long. See, that's what I'm talking. Alan, you need to have one of those uncles in your life. I don't. And he's my uncle. He's uncles. not my real uncle. I've just been calling him Uncle Allen for the oh, longest yeah, time. He's not that, my real uncle. Right. That's the other thing, though, is you, is you had that. You have that in your family. I read that in your book. That's hysterical. <laughs> they weren't even related to you, but you called them uncle or aunt. It didn't matter. All day. I love that, I man. Felt, Extended I, family, man. I that's what we do. I felt like I had been completely fleeced when I grew up and realized that my aunts were my mom's best friends and we were not actually related. <laughs> you didn't you realize that? That's, that's how my family? your best friend from college? What? Of course, I will proceed the tradition when I have kids. 
<laughs> exactly. We do the same thing now. Brought to you by Capital One with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts and an app that lets you bank anytime, anywhere with your aunt and uncle. Choose Capital One <laughs> is like the easiest decision in the history of decisions. That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Capital One and a member FDIC. Let's hear from Uncle Adam. Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, who uh, did his usual media address right before the NBA Finals, talked about a, a bunch of different topics, including, of course, the, sh- the shortened season, 72 games, but yet crammed into the December uh, schedule, December through where we are now, July, where normally this is free agency, right, guys? Like, normally this is yep. – we are starting to figure out who's going where in free agency. The draft's already happened. Neither has happened yet because we're only in the NBA Finals. And Adam Silver talked about how the injuries, the 10 All-Stars that were lost in the playoffs for at least one game – and the concerns about what LeBron said about how this schedule and the quick turnaround was not good for the league. Adam Silver said, you know, not sure if this is a good thing for the league, but is load management working? Take a listen. Been a lot of discussion around the injuries. You know, putting aside the specific data for a second, I, I have no doubt that the additional stress, again, physical and emotional on them, contributes to injuries. You know, none of it is an exact science. You know, it's, it's something that even pre-COVID, as you all know, we were very focused on at the league. We put people in place to focus exclusively on injury prevention. Precisely why we have the injuries we do is still unclear to us. It's something that we'll continue to study in the offseason. Um, the, the trend line, unfortunately, has been going up for the last several years, and that's despite um, the tremendous additional resources our teams have put into injury prevention, the brand new um, practice facilities located throughout the league, the state-of-the-art equipment. Um, it's, it's horrific, and it's something that, um, of course, takes away um, from the competition. Jay, what do you think of what he said there and the reference he made to load management and questioning whether or not resting is actually working? It was fascinating, you know, and I spent time with Adam. Adam is very thorough and very researched. Mm-hmm. And, you know, listening to him kind of brought me back to a space. I'd be curious to get both of your opinions on this, too. So, for me, growing up, I, I played a ton of different sports. Mm-hmm. I didn't really start playing basketball full-time until my sophomore, junior year of high school. Like, I played AAU, obviously, but I was also doing other things. Um, and then when I – sophomore, junior year, it started to get really serious. I started putting in the time and the trainer, obviously, going to Duke and then going to the league – but, you know, now when I, when I meet kids, like, you know, who are specializing in this type of training, it starts so much earlier. And it's 24-7, 365. So it makes me think as we watch this new age, this new crop of athletes that are obviously playing at a high level. But, you know, like, Luca is playing for Slovenia right now. Right? Like, they just yeah, won. Yeah. Like, so he, he just finished a brutal season where he was injured. But then he went and he repped his country. And I, I get that. You always rep your country. But the amount of basketball and the style in which guys train, it starts so much younger. That has to have some kind of cumulative effect. It's funny. I, so circa 2012, 2013, I used to write a air quotes around column for the high school sports section in the post. And I remember doing a piece on cross training and this idea that playing multiple sports 
strengthens you in totality because different muscles are being used differently right. as opposed to the specializing, which Jay has talked about. But then on top of that, I remember talking to coaches, particularly on the boys' high school side, they loved football players that played basketball. Like, there was just a different toughness to them. Now, obviously, NFL and NBA can't coexist, but I do wonder what the next level of science in terms of rest and restorative practices. We just had Amari on. Like, he jokes about that wine bath, but guys are getting more creative and innovative and willing to spend big-time money in terms of taking care of their bodies and their total being. But the one point that I will say that I heard from um, Adam there that's also interesting is the mental and emotional toll, too. Like, we're coming off. I don't think the pandemic can be undersold in terms of the weight when you look at it, again, in that word, totality, not just physically, but all of the tolls that we've all been dealing with in the last couple of years. Everybody had to make an adjustment, there's Mm -hmm. no doubt, and not, not everybody is comfortable doing that, and everybody deals with it in different ways, and being in the bubble as we saw with several players, some some guys just you know needed that break from the bubble. Some guys needed lem- lemon pepper wings as well. Still, I had to throw that out. There <laughs> that was an interesting transition. Yeah. Still, well, why not? And it's managing anxiety right there. Apparently, <laughs> I mean, some people. <laughs> everybody's anxiety. medicine is different, Jay. Well, I, I agree. Hey, look, I, I don't judge. Coming up next, what's your medicine? Say ESPN eight eight seven two nine three seven seven six. Loaded question. We have caller roulette. You know what to do. You call in. And you have a hot take, you have a question, but whatever you do, don't ask us how we're doing because we're all doing fine. Don't break the (laughs) rules. This is how we do it. We'll get to that after Monica has this from Straight Talk. It's time for some Straight Talk. We've all been there. You got real work to do, no time to waste, and the free Wi-Fi where you're trying to get your work done is not cutting it. It's like leaving the winning runner stranded on third base. Not a good situation. All right. Well, now you can be your own hotspot with Straight Talk's ultimate unlimited plan. Get 10 gigs of hotspot data for just 55 bucks a month, all on America's largest, most dependable networks. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Compatible device required. See straighttalk.com. It's time for Call a Roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point, and ask the question. 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. And don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Especially you, Line 5. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Don't be that guy. Just know this if you're on hold right now. We will spin the wheel. We will choose you. Do not be that guy. Be prepared. I need an umbrella and like a top hat and do like 
No, this is in the this is in the lounge. This is in the uh, the lounge, maybe the lobby lounge, waiting yeah. for the room. Or, but we Having always a cocktail. say that one. Exactly, but we always say that one. This also could be like Ms. McNutt, the, while you're waiting, can I get you a cocktail? No, yeah, what would be your cocktail be choice, Monica? Me, while oh. you're waiting, if you're waiting, let's say mid after, you know, early, like you know how rooms aren't really ready in the morning. It's a hot day, hot day, hot day. You're having a drink outside. What can I get you? What can I get you? So here's, I'm only a vacation drinker. I don't really drink like that, so I'm a loser in that category. Okay, what do you have for your vacation drink? Oh my vac. What? I like tequila. Oh. Is that what oh, we're really? talking about? Wow, oh, okay. turn up. All Some right, yeah, Moscow. <laughs> All right, ma'am. Wow, turn. We're not that type <laughs> okay. of establishment, but if that's what you'd oh, like. I mean, it's that type of vacation, I mean, apparently. I, I think we have Listen, some Cuervo here in the back if you'd like if some. If you're going on vacation, <laughs> let me get a couple shots, and then let me get a, like, a, a pina colada, and I'm going to go to sleep on the beach. That's vacation. Do you do, do you, do you, have you ever had Cuervo before? Yes. Do, have you done the do worm? Do you like pina coladas? Say it again. I like pina coladas. What do you, you like say, getting Jay? caught in the rain? The worm and the Cuervo. No, no. Not the worm. Never ventured? Okay. I have done the worm. No, no, no. Uh, but in the hotel, let me just get like a spritzer. What, Alan? It's a legit question. I, it, it's it is a legit question. Let me get a spritzer in the hotel. A spritzer. Yeah. yeah. Say more oh, of a Hendrix nice. and uh, and tonic. Oh, okay. There you go. Like you know, muddle some cucumber in there. Refreshing summer. Jay already letting us know what their, his day is going to look like. <laughs> That's what I'm going to have today. Yes. <laughs> exactly. You will find me you find at Jay the Will. Pools. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I will Jay, find you at the pool. I lost count after twenty. But. J- <laughs> <laughs> Never tell a Navy man he's had too much to drink. It's none of your damn business. Uh, by the way, you might be at the pool, but will you be at the barbecue? On Twitter, I'm being told, Stop. as usual, I'm right. Listen, we said it was Bugsy, regional. Bugsy, Alan, you're right. Lies, in lies, Queens, lies, lies. it's a barbecue. Lies, lies, JB, lies. in Texas, we don't call it a cookout. Ted, you're right. It's what definitely a barbecue. Richie, Nas and Main Source said live at the barbecue, not the cookout. Tommy, I'm born and raised in New York City. It's a barbecue. We play lawn darts, cornhole, hit the pool. Well, when I say cornhole, you act like that was wrong. But well, I, I don't. Yeah, you, yeah, you act I like don't. that was wrong, Alan. I, a lot I of don't. regional answers, Han. Oh, well, a lot of I'm answers. sorry. Regional. I've just so never t- been to a cookout where somebody's like, let's, let's, let's rock out this cornhole matchup. I just yeah, never, no. that wasn't my upbringing. Those, that's all. Texas can say barbecue because that's how they do get down. Like, that's, they're having a barbecue. Key says barbecue, too. And New York barbecue baffles me. Are you making, like, I just, it doesn't I, I work. I feel like you're just complicating it. It's regional. We agreed that it's regional. Oh, we do. Right. Because I was was told by someone else on this show that it's not regional. It's cultural. All right. I was wrong. I'm always reminded how I am. I I was wrong, Alan. You're right. (laughs) I'm I'm forever reminded how I lack culture. And I try to be cultured. Wow. And now we'll find out if we can be cultured while playing Call the Roulette. Let's spin it. Remember, you better be ready. We're in a mood today. (laughs) Line three. Dion from Tacoma. Yeah, I just wanted your take uh, a little bit on if you think that the uh, Suns should be worried because Holiday only had, I think, 10 or 12 points. He didn't shoot the ball the ball very good, and uh, I just think the Suns have a lot to worry about. I don't think it's over. Wow, they have a lot to worry about. I mean, he almost, actually almost got a triple-double. He had a nice stat line, although the shooting numbers were not there. But, Monica, you felt like he went back to sort of taking that passenger seat because Giannis was back in the lineup when he wasn't Listen. out there. Drew really became more of an attacker and a scorer. Uh, worried? Absolutely not. Do mm-hmm. I think that the Bucks will play better? Sure. But I don't think the Suns should be worried at all. I think the Suns played great, can continue to play great, and probably could play better if you want to go there. Yeah, I think the series would go six or seven. How yeah. about Devin Booker saying Chris Paul is the greatest leader to play this game? Talk about it. Wow. I like that. Spin Respect. it. back. Line four. Corey from New York. What's up, Corey? I have two quick questions. Number one is, 
is Booker the best player on the Suns? And my second question is, if you're a Celtics fan and a Lakers fan, uh, can you claim – this might be a stupid question. Can you claim Jack is a Laker and Kevin Garnett is a Celtic? Shaq is a Laker, easy. Yeah. Shaq yeah. is a Laker. KG, KG is, a, is a Celtic. Tem- yeah. Yeah, yeah. He won. That's yes, yes and yes to both your questions. I, this is Team back to Wolf, what we did yesterday. On. Yeah, this is what we did yesterday. No, you can, a KG's time. a Celtic. I mean, I get He's a Celtic. You won a championship with, with the Celtics, Boston. man. Yeah, I know, but. Yeah. Paul Pierce, him, right? Yeah, That's, yeah. KG's the big a three. The right. original. I'll concede. I mean, I, I really do miss the old school Minnesota Timberwolves, KG, though, and yeah. Steph on the same team. Yeah. Steph Marbury. Yeah. Wow. Marbury, yeah. To Corey's first question, book the best player? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Yes. I love what Amari said about book, by the way. Like the idea that he is, it's like the rare greats that can square themselves so comfortably and easily for every shot. Really Never off balance. Yeah. And by the way, yo, he, he gets like a good foot and a half. Two feet off the ground on every jumper. Mm-hmm. If you watch him, when he shoots a jumper, most people barely get off the ground. Elevation. He legitimately elevates. Yeah. It's crazy to watch. I'm just glad people are seeing what I saw a few months ago and got mocked for. He is the best under 25 that we have. Did you say that? Spin it. A couple months ago, I did, yeah. I got mocked for. Not Luca. Line five. Luca was number two. Okay. Hi, uh, I'm Michael from Louisiana, and I actually disagree with Jay. I think I see the Bucks getting swept. Ooh. And do you see Giannis trying to force his way out of Milwaukee Ooh. like Aaron Rodgers is right now? Wow. Ooh. Loaded question, yeah, I mean, Jay. He, he, he talk about bringing the flame to Oh, man. Yeah. Calling a sweep, and Giannis I mean, look, is going to want out? It could be. I, I have no idea. Like, if, if I could look into a crystal ball, I would not be on our radio show. I'd be in Vegas making a lot of money every single day. Um, but I, I think it will be a series. The interesting part, though, about I don't I think now that you got to the NBA Finals, like I don't see Giannis forcing his way out of Milwaukee. Yeah, like, you got to the NBA Finals, nah, like yeah, you you've arrived, you are here. Like there's no more of that talk from me. Yeah, I agree, Jay. I, I think right, you've got to this point, and we're starting to see some of the warts in your game too. People mock you at the free throw line, man. Like, like, like we got to fix really that won't problem let too. That go. I can't yeah, you stand won't. it. People mock Shaq at the free throw. Not line. Yeah, like that. Nobody did that. The whole crowd is counting. Is, That's literally is so making clever. fun of you. It's easy. It's clever. He that really bothers you, huh? huh? It, it really bothers it, him, Jay. Because it, it really it feels like that holds you back from saying, like, talking about how good Giannis is. You talk about his faults. <laughs> get, you know what? Line? It does. It gets in the way. It gets in the way of me recognizing the heart he showed to put the work in to get himself healthy enough to play in this game because that part was impressive. But instead, I got a whole crowd going, one, two, three. Like, seriously. At the barbecue, I need you to work through that because that's not the focus, okay? That should not be the – at the cookout, we're talking about Giannis. You know where the cookout is? Powering through his knee injury. When we take the barbecue to the basketball court (laughs) out front, that's when the cookout happens. We're going to have a cookout at the seaport. That's what we're going to do. I like it. When I come back, we're having a cookout. I like that. Are we? Am I going to work the barbecue? Can I <laughs> no, run the grill? No, no I'm key. bringing my uncle uh-uh. to work. The, key, uncle Key's going to work the barbecue. Key's on the grill. Key, by the way, Key's back tomorrow, and you better stop. All the pictures you took of your food, Key, you better bring some <laughs> samples tomorrow because we're hungry. <laughs> <laughs>